Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan. And this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. Uh, and we're doing this remotely once again, because uh, one of one of us has COVID. <laughs> well, I do not have COVID anymore. <laughs> My five days are up, sir. One of us, one of us had it. <laughs> and Ryan, you've looked death, you've looked death in the face and you've come out the other side. So how do you feel having beaten I- back the deadly disease? I feel invincible. Like, I feel like I'm going to lick anything and everything. Men, women, and children will know my tongue. My tongue will know them. I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> and there's no, there's no escape. There's no escaping it. He's, he, he means it this time. Yeah. Jake, where would you like me to lick you? Uh, just take your pick. I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> no matter where that tongue hits, it's going to hit hair somewhere. So. And guess what? I'm going to be okay because I'm invincible, Jake. I danced with the devil. I came out the other end. You are invincible, but you may have to do like one of those coughs or whatever. You know how when you get a hair stuck in your on the back of your tongue and you can't quite get it out. I hate when that happens. Yeah, sometimes I pick at my mustache. I'm like, same thing happens to me, dude. Long mustache hair just gets stuck on the tongue somewhere really unpleasant but i'm pretty good at my tongue i can always find the hair i can't I, do I you immediately sit. freak out when it gets on there you're like <laughs> yeah i go make myself throw up immediately <laughs> i don't even yeah me wait. too don't even try to go look for it <laughs> 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 oh i hate throwing up i don't think I've... i hate throwing up too that's oh, yeah. why i don't drink like it's the end of the war anymore the end of the war. Yeah. Like, you know, people are just drinking, not giving a fuck. I picked the wrong time to take a big old sip of coffee. Just then you did. We both decided to drink coffee. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It's feels strange doing this over zoom again. It actually felt like I had a meeting all day <laughs> when, uh, we're like, what time do you want to, what time you want to get on zoom? And maybe I'm just so conditioned from work just staring at this interface that it feels like work now instead of uh, doing this podcast. Yeah. I actually dressed in a business suit and a button up just for this, but yeah, but you didn't turn your camera on, which was a strange power play on your part. So I know. Well, and not- also I didn't wear any pants and I forgot that I positioned the camera in such a way that you would figure that out fairly quickly. That you could only see my mushroom stamp. <laughs> 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 that's all that's down there, man. Everything else is just a Barbie. <laughs> just a stamp. Uh, Lick it and send it. 
I didn't know that your middle name was Ken. <laughs> it is not. But my body is made like Ken's. You're just a very smooth man. Yeah, they used to uh, call me back in high school. They called me the otter. Why did they call you the otter? Because I was smooth. Like an otter. Shaved otter. Shaved otter sounds like it should be like a really dirty term for female genitalia. Jake. But you already have the beaver. So why would you throw? <laughs> you already have the beaver. The beaver, as it is called by, I assume, old men and nobody else. Because my God, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> a horrible. Why do they call it a beaver? I don't know. What's the origin of language? Let's Can I go. get it in a sentence? <laughs> now, what do you think they had before Urban Dictionary? I guess just regular swearing. Back in like the 1940s. Oh, yes. Tally ho. That beaver is hairy. Oh, the 1840s is where you jump to, it sounds like. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe uh, they printed it in like articles, you know, or you'd go to like a brothel and they would start dropping those words. Or like a speakeasy. You're like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, we got the beavers here. Oh, yeah, Justin Bieber. Yeah, they're behind the door and they slide the little peephole thing open. They're like, what's the password? And it's like the beaver claps at midnight. And you're like, all right, welcome. <laughs> Why? Why, for the love of God? Would you like some, beaver do that? Would you like some gin we made in a bathtub? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's like party juice. <laughs> PJ. Uh, so, Jake, what's that? <laughs> jello shots. Nobody does jello shots in the toilet or in the uh, bathtub. That's how we made them in college. We just filled up the lake with jello. Oh my god! Yeah, you could probably lick anything too. Just go in there with a big shovel and get your jello shots ready. Oof. We served our jello shots out of open trash cans. <laughs> we used to just make it right there in the toilet like a bunch of prisoners. Yep. Just stick your hand in there and grab a big old, big old slab of jello shot and shove it straight in. That grosses me face. out. Yeah, that grosses me out. Thanks. <laughs> uh, well, Ryan, so Jake, <laughs> what's going on in your world? Uh, we've just been sitting here, staring out the window, watching it snow for the last two days. Uh, uh society in here in North Carolina where Ryan and I both live has ground to uh, a halt basically um, unlike other parts of the country down here in the south we do not have, really have the resources to clean up the roads and stuff after a big winter storm so yeah our road has not been plowed yet our parking lot is an ice rink and mm-hmm. I almost slipped and busted my ass earlier uh, multiple <laughs> times you you would have got a real big kick out of that because I was, I was on like a t- I was like like a tightrope walker just trying to catch my balance, so didn't fall, but God, I sure came close. I like to picture you like uh, that character from something about Mary who drops his keys, and he's like a cripple character. He's posing as one, and he's got those two like canes that are attached to his arm. <laughs> trying to pick up the the keys and he's like swaying back and forth. He's like, Wah. 
I picture myself more like a Kramer type person, just really (laughs) just bouncing off of multiple surfaces, but still lands on his feet most of the time. You're like a kitty cat. Basically. (laughs) Exactly. I'm a grown man kitty cat. I'm a grown man kitty cat. I ain't scared of no snow. (laughs) I ain't scared of no snow. Um, Well, good. I'm glad to hear that you didn't die and you survived. Yeah. So, how, what about what about you guys? How's the how's the snow days been out in Old K Vegas? Um. Well, I nearly busted my ass multiple times because it is like you said, an ice rink outside. And uh, my wife, she actually did fall down. Oh she no! Told me. <laughs> <laughs> she said that she fell face first, which I could only laugh. I I don't know why. I came downstairs to check on her, but I was laughing. You're a very supportive um, partner. (laughs) (laughs) She seemed like she was okay. No blood. She'll, (laughs) she'll, she'll live. But, uh, yeah, besides that, everything's going great. Probably work tomorrow. Gross. And, uh, yeah, I've just been stuck here watching TV galore. And you have been, you've been watching all sorts of stuff. Haven't you? I have turned not much else to do when you're quarantining as it turns out. No. I will let you know that I finished Midnight Mass, as we discussed, which you saw, which we both agree was great, but the ending was a little questionable. Lame. It was pretty lame, but yeah, good series. Slow burner. Um, What else? Um, uh, Daredevil. I've gone back and watched the first season of that. I'm only halfway through, but it's pretty good. Uh, It's a little repetitive in the fight scenes kind of like a button masher game because he does a lot of the same moves to kill people. Um, but it's pretty good. I still don't know if I'm sold on Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. He's very airy when he speaks and just seems like a little bitch. Um, <laughs> what else? King of the Hill. What were you about to say? Oh, I was about to jump in uh, with something about Vincent Come on, jump D'Onofrio. in. I'll open it. I'll open it up. Come on. No. Hop on in there. It wasn't worth it. That's why I backed out as soon as I opened my mouth. <laughs> Just tip in and tip out. Um, and then what else? There was like one other thing that I watched that I was like, oh, it's all right. Um, I can't remember what it was, though. I've just watched a lot of TV. A lot of TV. Well, we have been playing a lot of uh, 51 Clubhouse games. Uh, which is a fantastic uh, release uh, on the Nintendo Switch. So it's uh, a whole bunch of different uh, board games and stuff from all over the world. So Ooh. you've got your uh, off-brand Connect Fours and uh, like chess, checkers, Chinese checkers, uh, air hockey, bowling. It's like uh, it's like Wii Sports mixed with a bunch of uh, like board games and stuff. So How's the bowling? It's a lot like Wii bowling. So you play oh, that's with awesome. the split Joy-Cons and you stand up and fling it. Uh, it has the same stupid uh, screen that pops up and tells you to put a wrist strap on. And man, fuck, Nintendo just loves a wrist strap and telling people to use it. I will never strap use it. up, dude. I will never. I never use the Wii wrist strap, and I refuse to do it with these either. <laughs> Does it have like the little characters there um, to make it feel like you're kind of like in an atmosphere or is it just like, no, it's, it's a little different. You only see like the ball. So it's, um, 
uh, I'm assuming that my character is the ball rather than <laughs> I'm just rolling myself. I'm rolling um, myself. I telepathic. Yeah. I thought, you see, that was the thing I was thinking. I was like, is this a first person game or is it a third person game? And I'm the ball. So <laughs> I think it's the second one, actually. <laughs> Be the ball. Envision, your, envision yourself as the ball. Put yeah. yourself where it depends. There is a uh, European game from Europe. It's kind of like Sorry. It's called Ludo. Um, so it's a very, they're very similar sorts of uh, games. I and, fucking uh, hate that game. Oh, God. it's frustrating because it's it's always somebody. A, <laughs> oh, you would probably get really irritated with this, but Olivia got hooked on that. We played we played Ludo one night for at least like two hours. I think it was last last Sunday. We were up to like one thirty in the morning on a night when we were supposed to like be in bed and get ready for work. Uh, but yeah, we played that so many times. <laughs> Uh, really fun one, Mancala. If you've uh, ever played that, uh, another fun one. And, um, a shit ton of card games like Blackjack, War, mm-hmm. Speed. Uh, I can't even name all fifty-one of them. Uh, There's fifty-one card games, or just fifty-one games altogether. Fifty-one games altogether. So that's a pretty good deal. How much was that? I got it on sale. I think it was twenty-five when I got it because um, I'd, I'd seen it before, but I, I. Wasn't sure if it was. I didn't think it was worth like forty bucks altogether, but I think mm-hmm. it definitely. I think it definitely would be. It's just got this really, really nice. Uh, it's just a really nice package, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, just a, my package is very nice. Yes, yeah, thank you. Very nice. It's got a level of professionalism to it. Um, thank you. Just, I cut my initials into it. <laughs> uh, Switch is just a good platform for it, and since it's a first-party Nintendo game, it's got that level of quality that you'd expect. Um, from something like that, as opposed to like just uh, free games you download from the app store that are full of ads and, and shit like that. It's definitely um, a step above that. So um, if you, you know, if you have a switch and you've haven't gone in on it, I'd say for sure, go in on it. I think it's, it's great. Like my fiance, um, you know, obviously doesn't play <laughs> games, especially not the way that I do, but uh, she's been, we've been playing a little bit of it uh at least like once or twice a day. So it's a, it's a really cool thing to do together. And especially if you're uh, stuck inside either quarantining or, (laughs) or it's snowed where you are and you can't leave the house or both. Uh, Yeah. It's It's uh, it's a rainy day kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. So there's, there's multiple like options to play with it. So if you're doing multiplayer, you have to play with uh, if it's docked, you have to play with the joy cons. Uh, but you can also play in like the tabletop mode and um, use the touch screen and stuff too. So it's a, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool game. Big recommend from me for sure. Well, might have to check that out. I got the switch, so that would be cool. And if it I'd, snows Friday and we end up not going anywhere, that might be a good idea for me and Mags. Yeah. I think the set, the new year sale might still be going on. So if it is, I definitely, uh, I definitely cop it. It's a good one for sure. Yeah, well, we also got. I want to get the. Is there a new Mario Party that came out? I think out? so. I uh, I feel like there was, and it just didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of buzz around that. But I think there was a uh, one in maybe November, or early December came out. Yeah, um, I find that whenever I get drunk, I usually make crazy purchases. 
Um, <laughs> so maybe I'll wait to do that. I recently drug purchased um, when we were uh, podcasting and talking about the Uncharted uh, games. I uh, got us all the games on one disc on a physical <laughs> copy and it wow. showed up to my house. And I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> And you, let me guess, haven't even opened it yet. I have not opened it, no. <laughs> I've been too busy. I find that I probably enjoy movies more than video games. Yeah, I think I'm the I think I'm the other way around, but it's probably because I'm ADD. And I feel like when I'm playing a game, I'm a little more actively involved. If I sit there and watch something for a couple hours, I get antsy. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so, but... That's uh, that's my own personal problem. <laughs> that's first world right there, man. That is a first world problem where I've got so much free time and I don't know how to spend it all. <laughs> well, now you have video games and plowing and farming or whatever you do. Lots of lots of stuff. Oh, and I got a. I also I took another big step in my personal life where I bought a gaming chair uh, for my home office. And uh, yes, this thing is fucking 47 feet tall. Uh, it is super comfortable. It's like sitting on a cloud made of vegan leather. Oh, um, good, good. Got this big old um, magnetic pillow for my head and my neck. Uh, and you can see any crack? That too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. I got to be careful with my Prince Albert though, because of the magnets oh. and shit, you know. So, yeah. um, <laughs> just to trying to channel my inner Joe Exotic there for a second. Um, <laughs> you ain't that straight, are you? <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a fucking great purchase though, because my butt has been hurting a lot recently, and my lower back, and I've been using this shitty old office chair that I got from Staples for like sixty bucks about seven years ago. And I would also like to mention that you tried to give me that shitty chair. Yeah. You were like, hey, would you like to be butt? You didn't even tell me it would make my butt hurt, my lower back hurt. Well, it's free. So I'm trying to, I'm giving you the <laughs> gift of my trash that I don't want anymore. <laughs> hey, would you like to be in pain all the time for free? Sure, why not? <laughs> it's free. <laughs> would you, would you like to pay $60 for something that's uncomfortable new, or would you rather get it for free? And then have to throw it away yourself. Exactly. I don't, like, I don't like taking things to the dump. And so I tried to give it to Ryan. Hey, man, uh, I got this half uh, half used game controller. Like pieces are coming off of it. Would you like it? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> hey, man, I know that you don't eat meat, but I have this half eaten sausage biscuit. Would you or Megan like it? Like, no. <laughs> uh let's see what a, what other kind of garbage do i have laying around that i could try to <laughs> offload on somebody <laughs> we should start selling that i mean you could sell that on like ebay because we're pretty much like famous now i mean we have our own website so we do it doesn't get more legit than that and let me just if, tell you that 12 dollars was a big sacrifice to get the host of rights for this <laughs> yeah if enough people um go visit our website we will start showing you know the goods exactly we can do our bodies put whatever we want on there we could sell your trash 
Yeah, exactly. We can get somebody <laughs> to bid on this seven-year-old office chair that I don't want anymore. We'll autograph it, send it off. You know, I seen there was this girl who was farting in a jar, and she was making millions. We could be we we could we're be the, those people. We're in the wrong profession. I know, dude. I know. No, I think she had some medical issue and she can't do that anymore. But she was cleaning up. She can't fart anymore? I don't know what happened. How does it was that... on TMZ and I was like, this is a little too much for me. How did, yeah, if you can't fart, you'll explode eventually. Like a... Well, you can burp. Mm, no, sometimes it's got to, it's got to go out the other way. Well, maybe she just pushed it to the limit too much, man. And maybe like something got prolapsed. I don't know. Hmm. It's <laughs> just that <laughs> it raises so many questions that I don't think I actually want to know the answer to. Oh, you want to know the answer to all of these things and more. Uh, and more. <laughs> so if you want to get farts in a jar, head on over to almostaccuratepodcast.com slash fart jar shop. <laughs> fart dar fart jar fart. We're still, we're still workshopping the name of uh, almost accurate marketplace. <laughs> Currently, that's the only only two items are farts in a jar in my old office chair. <laughs> well, the fun part is whenever people have to guess whose fart it was. Oh, <laughs> that's, now that's a, now that's the kind of audience engagement that I'm have always been hoping for. <laughs> Step up. Who wants it? Uh, I feel like when we do this over Zoom, we're even more unfocused than we usually are. No, man. We're probably like 20 minutes in. This is average. I love it. We've talked about farts in a jar. I've plugged the website for the fifth week in a row. I think be sure to click that like button. (laughs) Be sure to click that like button. I just feel free. It's just so freeing to be able to do this at any time. We're doing this at six o'clock on a Monday evening. Anything. Which can will happen. explain why we don't have some news that's probably become news. Yeah. And so help me God if another celebrity dies and we miss it. And I'm we have to dig talk their about bodies it. up. <laughs> I'm going to get on the phone with them and be like, you can't bury them until next Wednesday night. Bring them back to life at the earliest. We have to be the ones to break this story. Um, yeah. So if you haven't heard Bob Saget died, <laughs> um, he's only been buried in the ground at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's been dead and buried for multiple days and we didn't get to talk about it last week. So we're talking about it now, but America's dead. RIP to a real one. Uh, 2022 is off to a rough start. We lost Betty White before it started. We've tragically lost Mark Wahlberg's mother last year, and now Bob Saget has also passed away. It's because you killed the woman. Um, <laughs> feel partially responsible for that one. Was um, it not weird to you that John Mayer was one of the pallbearers at the funeral? Um, yeah, I think John Mayer is a bit of a shithead. <laughs> Well, I'm just kind of surprised that he had any doings. Him and Jeffrey Ross um, did some kind of like video where they were driving to the airport to go pick up his car after he had passed away. Weird. Like, yeah, it was weird. I was like, what an odd combination. Was were Bob Saget and John Mayer good friends, apparently? 
don't know. Maybe they, you know, maybe they were a little more than friends, you know? Two dudes. Maybe Bob Saget had this old office chair that he gave to John Mayer because he's like, listen, I was Danny Tanner and uh, this office chair was on the set of Full House. Could have been from anywhere. <laughs> Use me as the chair, John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> Be like John Stamos set, <laughs> sweated in this chair one time. Oh, God. And by chair, I mean my mouth. Um I will also add that Bob Saget, although TV's dad was also quite the raunchy motherfucker, that guy would tell some crazy stories. Uh, me and my wife um, watched his Hot Ones special. You know, I think the first time you hear Bob Saget cuss and say crazy shit, you're like, whoa. Um, he was also a part of that movie like 10 or 15 years ago, it was like uh, this uh, joke called the aristocrats where it's like this family who work it's like in the circus and the setup is they're in the circus and here's their act. And basically all these comedians take their own approach to the joke and, you know, just, it's very vile and stuff. I think George Carlin was on it. There was like a ton of uh, Shit, comedians. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty nuts. And Bob Saget was on there and you're like, wow. Yeah, that was his break. I think my my friend Gene was the one that was like, yo, you know Bob Saget? He like cusses now when he does comedy. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> you mean the whoa. guy who was on um, America's Funniest Home Videos? The man who presented literally thousands of dads getting whacked in the sack over and over and over again? That guy that swears? Guy? <laughs> that guy tells dick jokes? That's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah, a bigger I mean, fan now. I, if I'm honest, I did not watch a lot of Bob Saget stand up. Uh, do you think part of it, I mean, was he like really genuinely funny or was part of it the shock value of being like, oh, Danny Tanner's like swearing? Would I think it's like a shock value. <laughs> I think that, I think it, maybe he thought it was super funny. I don't know. I, I think it's more shock value because he really wasn't that funny. Yeah. I think that see, that was kind of the way that I felt. It would be like if Mr. Rogers had like a death metal band all of a sudden and people were like, fucking Mr. Rogers, look at this. Look at this guy go crazy up there. Because <laughs> you're like, Rogers, man, this like, music sucks. He's like biting the head off a bat on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then changing his shoes. Yeah. If, like, yeah, if just Mr. Rogers was half Ozzy Osbourne and half uh, Alice Cooper. And half, you know, Mr. Rogers. But still just had the cardigan. So he just didn't dress any differently, but he just acted like a fucking lunatic. Which, you know, he kind of dressed like a serial killer. I mean, it would be easy to peg him to be a serial killer. Yeah, Mr. Rogers creeped me out. Something about something about it just, uh, and I think I just hated the theme song. <laughs> I didn't and watch it enough. We watched Barney, dude. We watched it a lot in school for some reason. So maybe we were being groomed from afar. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we just That's called cool. Mr. Ro beloved uh, TV personality, Mr. Rogers, a pedophile and a serial killer both in the last 30 seconds. We're really not sure what kind of angle he's working on, but it's something. 
It's something. There's something nefarious going on here. Got to be something nefarious. You can't. T- no one man owns that many cardigans and doesn't have something going on. And has friends with like puppets and shit like that. That's it's weird. Oh yeah, he's like the Jeff Dunham precursor. Really, kind of was him and Sesame Street. Yeah, I really thought that his dead terrorist um, bit on Mister Rogers' neighborhood was in in poor taste. <laughs> Uh, that would be hilarious hey what's your name (laughs) i can't remember what the document the dead terrorist (laughs) that would be great they should have combined them let's go dig up mr rogers let's make it happen choose life don't you die on me god damn it who's the puppet now (laughs) just there like a skull um anyways this has gone in so many dark and different directions i wasn't anticipating uh let's liven it up liven it up some wholesome news andrew garfield and toby mcguire snuck into a uh no way home screening together it was like people didn't know who they were which goes to which proves to me that if you're a white dude and you put on a baseball cap you're practically invisible I mean, sometimes if I don't want to be noticed, I'm just like, yep, throw it on. If Joe from you can just throw on a baseball cap and nobody recognizes him, that's. I mean, he jerked off in the street and watched some chick get banged from afar and then opened the door for a lady. He did do that. And they were like, oh, it's the hat. So, you know, he could have. Oh, he's good. (laughs) He could have been one of hundreds of men jerking off on the streets of New York. So it's really difficult to. uh, I'll come wherever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me, I've been watching uh the second season of Righteous Gemstones. I have not seen the first. I've heard it's good though. Yeah, I I'm more of a vice principals. That's more my TV show. Uh it's another Danny McBride, Walter Goggins show. Um, but this one's pretty funny. Um seems like the same premise as last season. But yeah, I would advise you to check it out. If you're familiar with Danny McBride, then it's and you like his humor, then it'll be right up your alley. Um, it's got Adam Devine or oh, Devine, okay. uh, John Goodman. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Uh, Eric Roberts is in this season. That's Julia Roberts' brother. And hey, Mr. Brightside, for anybody who watched the Killers videos. <laughs> this is great. That's a great cast. Yeah, they get a lot of big names in there. Um, and it takes place in South Carolina, so there's that too. Uh, oh, um, what is that guy's name from Mall Rats? Um, isn't it Nick Schwartzman? Yes, he's um, put on some weight, hasn't he? Oh, maybe I'm thinking the other guy, uh, not the guy. It's like Jimmy, I got your cup of blood. It's the other that's, guy. That's Nick Schwartzman. Yeah, it's it's another guy. I forget what his name is. He's uh, he was in. Um, the uh, Royal Tenenbaums. He's been in a bunch of those movies uh, by um, what's his face. Sorry, Wes I think Anderson. I may have a touch of. Yeah, I think I have a touch of COVID brain. Oh, this is gonna irritate me and everybody listening now because I can picture him, Jason Schwartzman. Yes, that guy. <laughs> I was close. He's in this new season. Um, he's like a writer from. Uh, New York and he's trying to dig up information on the um, gemstone family. Hmm. 
Um, but very good. I would advise you to check it out. What's it on? Um, it is on HBO max. I think I have, we have a viewing suggestion for later tonight then. Yeah. Check it out. Um, it'll definitely get you. Yeah. We've we've been on a big documentary kick lately. We watched the King, King of the con, uh, like con artist, uh, yesterday it was a three-part documentary on discovery plus and that was quite quite good as well uh, and they had another one that we watched two weeks ago i think and it was about this guy who defraud who embezzled a bunch of money from a fruitcake company in texas stole he worked there for eight years and he was their like head accountant and he stole 17 million dollars from the business over the eight years from fruitcake yeah, from fruit from a fruit cake place. <laughs> That's that can't be real. Nobody likes fruit cakes that much. Watch it. It's a fucking insane story. <laughs> I would say but yeah, that, cake. that was the craziest part to me was them convincing me that people actually buy f- fruit cakes and they ship internationally too. So I'm like, maybe that's well, a so big delicacy elsewhere. Somebody must be buying this shit because yeah. Maybe they're and, using it for like torture. We'll Instead say, of waterboarding, they're just fruit caking people. I will. Yeah, they're fruit caking people. Um, yeah, they did a really good job of making these fruit cakes look actually good, which is that's an art. Strange to me. Um, ben Affleck's talking about Batman. Oh, God, <laughs> he said the Flash has his favorite Batman scene he's ever filmed. He also said, "I'm never going to be Batman again." So, what do you to think? To which about everybody that? in the streets rejoiced where they're like okay great <laughs> yeah um, i think matt damon helped him like decide that he didn't want to do batman anymore helped him decide yeah like, you really want like, to do this shit do. yeah it's like they can't do anything without the other you know yeah i'm mad at matt damon why because the last done to you? multiple, t- well, s- several things, but most recently, um, the last several times I've been to the movie theaters, uh, they during the previews, this crypto.com ad keeps coming up with it has Matt oh, yeah, on I've it. Seen that. And he's like, let's go to Mars. Also, check out crypto.com. I'm like, fuck you, Matt Damon. Why yeah, is this going to fuck you over? We've seen that in that one movie, Interstellar. Yeah. We're going to bring him back to life and then he's going to try to kill us. How many times have we had to go rescue Matt Damon from somewhere? His bitch ass always getting his always gets his, his ass got stuck on Mars. It got stuck on that other planet. It got stuck in 1940s France. It got. I mean, there's so many different <laughs> um, places that Matt Damon has had to be rescued from, and I'm just <laughs> tired of it. Apparently, uh oh, I'm stuck again. I'm like, oh, God no. damn it. <laughs> I got captured on D Day. Um, speaking of things that have nothing to do with D-Day, Mario Kart 9 is reportedly in development. Um, so I am so a, excited for this. Not a huge surprise. Definitely a, one of those video game franchises that deserves every sequel that it gets. Uh, but uh, an industry analyst, Dr. Serkan Toto. You know that he is legit because he is a doctor. Doctor for Mario Kart, <laughs> video game, doctor of video game. He's like Doctor Mario in the same way. Or Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, they they got <laughs> they got their PhDs from bullshit university. 
he claimed in a list of predictions, you know, so I could just write that Dr. Chameleon predicted in a list of predictions that they were going to make a new Mario Kart. Seems like a pretty easy one uh, to predict. Uh, but they're apparently um, they could tease it as soon as uh, E3 of this year. So by June, maybe we'll be getting to see that. Um, I makes, really hope so. I think it'd be cool, especially if that one came out around uh holiday of 2022. That would be a huge one for Nintendo. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's if, still Mario Kart is still like one of the most, uh, I mean, this past Christmas, it was like one of the top video games. Yeah, and it will continue to be. Um, I would like to see them do something. I just want new tracks. I feel like they bring, oh. they're obsessed with bringing classic tracks back, and I would just like to see... I'd want to see them do like they did with Smash Brothers, where they just have, here's a million different things. Here's a million different characters. Just make this yes. Smash Brothers with um, a Smash Brothers-style kart racer, and I think that'd be... And just keep updating it add new tracks, new characters. I think that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> you know, I, that would be cool if they brought the Smash characters over to the cart because, um, you know, they had Link. I mean, it'd be cool to see, like, Sonic the Hedgehog on there. Um, yeah. I would love to see Lemmy. That's my favorite character uh, come back. Um, I mean, all those, like, I, I don't know. I just like to have the choice of a lot of options so I can pick and choose. There's so much customization and it's just easy to get lost in Mario Kart. And I'm sure there's going to be like a ton of unlockables and stuff. And it would be cool if they took like a Smash Brothers approach where you only had like one character and you would drive to start unlocking more characters. Yeah, I think that, yeah, almost like the single player mode in Smash. I think that that would be, that would be interesting. Have like a Mario Kart career or something. And maybe yeah. they could even... I don't know how much licensing would do, but they would be so smart to team up with like an actual racing series to be like, Oh, here's like fucking cartoon Monaco or whatever. Um, I think the cartoon some, Monaco. Yeah. Like just put like, do like Mario Kart versions of actual, like real life racetracks and stuff too. I think that'd be sick. I don't know. Just make it, make it huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have, the ability to do that. I, I wish like maybe if they would just bring back. So I think on the recent um, uh, Mario party game, I could be wrong, but I feel like they brought back a lot of, a lot of um, like boards and stuff. Like it would be great if they could just bring all the um, tracks they've ever done and put them on one game. And then, you know, throw in like, you know, six or seven new tracks i think that would keep me satisfied and then you know you have dlc wherever you could just add tracks or whatever after that yeah i i just want to see them keep keep updating it just like how they supported smash for like three years where they just kept adding new stuff into it like every other month mm -hmm. yeah i think mario kart an argument could be made that it is probably the perfect game like it's just such an easy thing to sit down with, especially people that do not even usually play games and just everyone gets so competitive and so into it. And it's just this, the most recent one is just such a polished version of that. I, I can't, it may be the perfect game. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It was definitely got to be one of the top games of all time. I mean, especially for a racing game, I, 
easily for a racing game, I would think it'd be in the top 10. I would, yeah, I would make a serious argument for that. So yeah, I'd be stoked if there's a new one coming this year. So yeah, give me Sonic, give me Dr. Robotnik. I mean, that would be fitting for the new Sonic movie that's coming out. Yeah, that'd be a great um, tie-in too. Tails, Knuckles, and I mean they already are in Mario Kart or Mario games. So, you know, what's what's that? Ooh, what if you could create your own character? That'd be cool. <sighs> but but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have uh confirmed the new start date for or the release date for the boys, and it's going to be june 3rd of 2022 and apparently there's like seven episodes that are going to be released um or yeah i believe it's seven um they're going to have like some kind of hero thing that they go to where it's all about it's like a sex party or whatever um hero gasm is what they call it um, and I think the first two um, new episodes were released on the same day, and then they'll just go back to you know releasing one weekly. Yeah, I don't mind the week to week format. Um, I don't either. I've grown on me. Yeah, a lot of uh, pretty much everything that's not Netflix has kind of adopted that kind of type of uh, release window release. now. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited for season three. Um, yeah, uh, no, nothing else to say about it. It's a great show, and I'm glad that they're still making it. I think the- yeah, it's my favorite show thus far. Well, they could go screw the pooch on the neck on this coming season, but I hope not. Yep, season three is usually where <laughs> you decide whether this is going to continue to be good or if this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I don't know how they can top. You know, the first two seasons, those are very well done. Very, very well done indeed. Um, there's going to be a fucking Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty stoked on that. Um, we watch Bob's Burgers and I, at this point, I've seen all the episodes. Um, I enjoy Bob's Burgers. I know a lot of people enjoy Bob's Burgers. So I think that this could potentially be a huge thing. I love this show but i have not interacted with it in a long time <laughs> i have it's probably been five or six years since i sat down and watched bob's burgers oh it's good stuff dude it is good stuff who's um, your favorite character um is louise is the one with the bunny ears right yeah then tina <laughs> oh tina yeah Tina's uh, just so fucking weird. Oh God. My cat's jumping around. Um, yes, Tina is weird. Louise is my favorite. And then um Bob and Teddy. I really like them. And then Zeke, who's always just randomly there. And this is like a crazy redneck kid. I'm a Jimmy Pesto fan myself. Oh, you know, he's not on the show anymore. I think we reported that a couple weeks ago. I did. <laughs> yeah, he decided not to be Max. Oh, fuck. Fucking yeah. Jimmy Pesto. Classic Pesto. Just a real nice guy in real life, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure they can have somebody do his voice if he doesn't come back. Yeah. 
Um, Pixar fans are worried uh, after Disney sends a third movie in a row to Disney Plus. Why are they yeah. worried, Ryan? What? Well, I think they're about? worried that everything. Well, they put all their work into this movie and they want it to be seen by a lot of people. And I guess they just want the grand view of it as opposed to just releasing it to Disney plus. Um, so they've released soul and Luca. I haven't seen Luca. That was one of the ones I wanted to see, but soul I did. And that was with Jamie Foxx. We had done an episode on that one. Um, this one's called turning red. And basically this girl turns into a red panda. I love red pandas. Um, I'm not really sure about this movie. I will have to go back and watch it to know um, if it's any good, but it just, it didn't look like it was going to be great to me. This yeah. This, like it may from have what short. Yeah. From what I've seen, this is definitely one that I don't think you're missing anything. If you watch this at home and most movies, yeah. if we're being honest, probably the same thing. There's definitely some that I, I think would be, would benefit from seeing it on the big screen, but uh Yeah. <laughs> don't think you're missing out on anything so and uh, disney not hurting for money either i think they'll be i think they'll be okay yeah, yeah them bitches are rich yeah mickey got stacks <laughs> stacks on stacks on stacks oh no um here's an interesting one there's a jedi fallen order sequel that's apparently set to be announced later this year uh, I thought that first game was pretty fun. Uh, well done for the most part, aside from some technical issues, which I know a lot of people reported like it would just crash on them. And uh, you know what? That happened to me at least once or twice, but it was a fun game. If not, if one that wasn't super memorable, it was pretty linear. And I remember not liking that as much. And you didn't like the guy's face. And <laughs> <laughs> that that bothered you <laughs> isn't this the kid from shameless yeah the kid from shameless I, it looks just like him yeah though he does look strange doesn't he but again um making another star wars uh property not surprising uh yeah, and figure. this is probably one of the better star wars games of, of recent years because ea had that license for so long and just churned out two battlefronts that everyone was mad about and then they finally made a good single player one so yeah <laughs> out time star wars games should be like the easiest franchise to make video games for but there's not been very many of them in the last 10 or so years i feel like there should have been a lot more <laughs> yeah well i mean they're definitely really really heavily concentrating on um, TV shows, and of course, they did the the new trilogy, which has been in the past ten years, or, or the newest trilogy. Um, yeah, which a lot of people, I think, are they going to pretend like that didn't happen? That whole trilogy. I feel like even within the continuity of that trilogy, they were pretending like other movies didn't happen. By the time Rise of Skywalker came out, they felt more like a sequel to Force Awakens, and they were already being like, uh, "That middle one didn't happen." <laughs> yeah. Kind Nothing to see here. Just put on so the they, blinders. Yeah. The, so, yeah, they don't have. Not everything needs to be a trilogy. Like maybe they should have just announced, like, "Well, we're just doing a Star Wars reboot, and maybe this will be two movies. Maybe it'll be five. But maybe plan out where you want to go instead of committing to three and then realizing halfway through the second one that you don't, you're out of ideas. So. <laughs> 
I'm like, oh shit, I've really painted myself into a corner here. Yeah, why did we say that we were going to do three of these? You idiots. <laughs> well, time to, time to set up a bunch of stuff and then immediately retcon it in the next movie. We regretted everything that we've done here. Ray Palpatine. Fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid, um, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Jake, I, I, I've see a story here that reminds me of what would happen if me and you were both LA police officers. Um, there were two arrested LA for embezzlement of money. <laughs> no, they got fired for playing Pokemon go while they were in the area where <laughs> some places getting robbed. Somebody called for backup. They're like, mm, we're going to catch this Snorlax real quick. Yes. I drive did. off. I did see this and I thought that this was pretty funny. Um, Snorlaxes are not even that hard to find. I bet Snorlaxes I could... aren't even that great. No, they just they don't do anything. I bet I could open Pokemon Go right now, and there's going to be a Snorlax sitting on my desk. <laughs> now I like made this that? big. I've made this big proclamation, but also I want everyone listening to know there's no way that you can disprove that I didn't that it hasn't happened because nobody can see what I'm doing. Whoa. All right, I'm in. That's what he said to her. That's what that's what uh I said. Oh <laughs> every time you open this app, it's like don't walk out in front of traffic, and then it gives you a bunch okay, there's no snorlax nearby. There is what the fuck are you? A swirlix. Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back lying to everybody? I didn't lie. I, I made a bold proclamation and I was immediately disproven. I don't like the you, new Pokemon. I'm the original 150 fan. All the rest of these are dumb looking. Like there's one that's just a set of keys and it's called like Keychix or something. Like wow. they ran out of ideas. This is they really the, uh, did. Star Wars. Yeah, they committed to 700 Pokemon when they only needed like 150. Whatever. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> fucking funny that they got busted for. How did they find out about that? Um, I think they saw the dash cam. So, um, oh, this is from 2017, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think they something happened, and somebody they said something, and somebody went back and looked at the uh, tape and saw these idiots were out there just kind of, you know, playing Pokemon Go, and then they got fired, and I think it went to trial. Just imagining so, a really confused old judge, somebody having to explain to him not only what Pokemon Go is, but what Pokemon are. <laughs> like, all right, so you're telling me that so, there's these made up things that you can see with your phone that you can capture? Yeah, just give him the death penalty. <laughs> yeah, what if the whole force decided to just do that? Be like, man, it makes sense. Wait, wait. Yep, death penalty. Not what I just. Um, the Foo Fighters are going to start a new a horror comedy, uh, which is Studio Six Hundred Sixty Six. Yeah, I'm looking for Jack Black. Um, it looks a little corny, but it looks like it could be in the same vein as uh, the Pick of Destiny. I um, do, I do like the tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Yeah, they got yeah. some weird fucking creepy crawlies bumping around. Yeah, Carrie old. King from Slayers in it. Yeah, maybe this will be good. Uh, uh, it'll be campy. I don't think it'll be like 
super good. I mean, I'll watch it. I'm, that's how you know that you're famous. You've made it this far. I'm pretty sure Pat Smear, who is uh, like the guy that's always smiling. Yeah, that's his name. He was in this band called The Germs. He also helped play guitar for Nirvana, Here's and There's. Um, he was in Nirvana and there are Foo Fighters in the early days. He left and came back. Um, sorry, nerd out a little bit, but I'm sure he never thought that he would be in this spot in his life. But here he is. Well, here we go. Um, speaking of things that look a little disappointing, that Bel Air uh, reboot looks dull as hell and not at all my style. Yeah, not in. It's it. definitely not. They're definitely trying to do their own thing. They're not trying to do like uh, the original. No, not even, not even close. And the mom kind of looks like Michelle Obama a little bit. A little bit. I could, I could see that. Um, there's a new trailer, or not a new trailer, uh, a new poster for Uncharted. Uh, not sure how I feel about this, but man, Tom Holland is having a big old stretch of time, isn't he? It's two, yeah. two, two big ones back to back. I don't know if this will be any good, um, but Uncharted is leaned so heavily on um, Indiana Jones anyway. So this is kind of like Indiana Jones Jr. Yeah, well, it could be exciting and it may be a big franchise. I mean, people love the game because that's why they don't make any Jack and Dexter games. That and uh, what's that other game about the zombies and that Naughty Dog does that's not Jack and Dexter. Oh, Last uh, of Us. Yeah, fuck. Um, that, I don't know. People love this shit, so I hope it does well because it'll really piss me off if it doesn't because I'll be like, you wasted all your time with this and you're not doing another Jack and Dexter game? Fuck. <laughs> I see a lot of it out there. Every time I see something, people are like, where's Jack and Dexter? It happens a lot. We're fainting out here. Uh, yeah, they, I I say bring it back. They can well, do more ratchet ratchets and clankses. They can do it mm-hmm. Jack and Dexter's as well. well. I mean, they're doing the uh, destroy all humans, even though it's a reboot or a remake. And uh, I heard Sly Cooper is going to get another game. Oh, wow, crazy that yeah, that's the same. Uh, Sucker Punch, the same company that did Ghost of Tsushima. Imagine that from jumping from Sly Cooper to this period, the extremely serious period Japanese game. <laughs> it's definitely somebody trying to do something that's almost the difference between the new uh, Fresh Prince from the old one. Yeah. <laughs> it is what like that mean? kind of jump. <laughs> um, there's a Santa Claus series for Disney Plus with Tim Allen and coming Tim back. Allen. Yes, so, I'm going to be all over this big dog. I know it won't be anytime soon that we see it, but I'm going to be all over this. Yeah, who's, I don't know. Maybe we'll see it um, this Christmas. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that's probably going to be when it's going to come out. If, and I'm stoked. What if they put it out in like the middle of the summer? <laughs> and that's cool too. I'll watch that too. <laughs> I really I, like... So they're a little... Hokey. The first one's really good. I think the first one stands on its own, but no yeah. doubt. First one's classic. Like that. Um, the second one and the third one, they kind of went down over time. Um, but there's still good moments in there, and I still have faith in the Tim Allen. Yeah, it's uh they're 
I think as a series, it'll be interesting too. And uh, last but not least, there's going to be a Moon Knight trailer released during the uh, playoff game that's happening tonight. So everyone else will probably have a chance to view that by the time that this episode comes out, because like I said, we're doing this early. Uh, but uh, yeah, so interested to see how that's how that pans out. Yeah, I it'll so I have my TV on and I have seen, you know, they're just showing like clips of what the trailer is going to have in it. It looks pretty good. I mean, nothing profound about it. You know, it just looks like any other Marvel movie or TV show. But those have been pretty good so far. So, yeah, more or less, they have a certain level of quality. Yeah, Oscar Isaac, he's pretty good. Yeah. So speaking of a, a certain level of quality that kind of fluctuates up and down, you want to you want to talk some uh, talk some Dexter finally? Oh yeah, let's we've get been, it. We've been waiting a whole extra week to get this get this off our chests. So uh, yeah, we we said that when we after we watched the premiere, we'd come back and we'd do a a full full season spoilery talk. Uh, so. If you haven't watched uh, all of it yet, go back and do that first because we are not going to hold back uh, from here on out. So if you don't want to know how it ends and you yeah, go watch it first. <laughs> but if yeah, you we're have, gonna be fucking savage. Welcome to Almost Accurate After Dark. <laughs> oh God. We're in I international just... waters now. So <laughs> anything can happen. Like Kobayashi. <laughs> Dick, like Kobe, you so you saw him eat another man's penis. Yeah. Yes, it was the international waters. Yes, they could um, prosecute him, but yes, I saw it. It happened. So I'm going to actually bring up Wikipedia for this, um, so I can keep myself straight. Um, but the so the premise is it's like ten years later, even though it doesn't feel like ten years later because. Um, some of the characters have aged quite rapidly. One in particular. Um, One in particular. White, yeah. And then uh, Clancy Brown is in this. Um, and then he's like the villain. And he's Mr. Crab. So we get to see him kind of do something kind of we haven't seen him do lately. I mean, he always says villains, but this is very villainous. Um, he was in Detroit Become Human also, which I just realized. <laughs> he was in Jack and Dexter too, or Jack wow. 2. Jack 2, take off your pants in Jack and Dexter? <laughs> yeah, it was... Is that anything? <laughs> it was after dark. <laughs> um, but I do... I did enjoy this. I will say that this um, new season was very good. I Yeah, I, I think that it's a general accepted consensus that the way that the uh, whole like second last half of uh, the original series, uh, people were very disappointed with the ending of that. And I'm not sure how people are going to totally feel about the ending of this one as well. Uh, but I think up throughout, throughout the entire thing, I really enjoyed this. And I think that this is probably one of my favorite Dexter seasons period i think that him and uh the the kid that plays his son harrison are um very very good (laughs) um jack alcott is his uh the actor's name um 
and also his uh his girlfriend the chief of police uh angela or sorry julia jones is the actor's name um she's great in this and she is very smart and very suspicious and how would you not be because Dexter is a liar and he's been lies to everybody all the time. And I'm not convinced that he's actually that good at it. I, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if everybody else around Dexter is just a fucking absolute shit idiot that cannot put two and two together. Or if he really is just this like savant where he just muddles his way through stuff because he's very good at isolating people and killing them but listening to him like try to lie his way out of stuff it, it he just has this certain the way that he positions himself you can tell that he's lying and it's obvious to everybody but he just continues to get get away with it for nine seasons now but he's also quick to like give a red herring um, to point someone else like uh, let's just say that he's being questioned by let's just say Angela or something and he's like oh what about uh, this maybe you should go check that out and she and perhaps maybe she'd be like oh, stop questioning you and go check this out um, so I'm looking at the Wikipedia of I'm this. also looking at the Wikipedia because I'm like, oh man, this came out two months ago. I got to remember some of the stuff that happens in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I will say there's two directors that seem to alternate, which is interesting. And it seems like it was written by multiple people. Um, every episode appears to have been written by a combination, a different combination or just different people which that's kind of interesting. So it seems like huge collaboration to send this off. Yeah, I think cohesive, I think is as a, uh, as a total package, they managed to nail the tone of the first one in a way that I didn't quite expect, but in a new location. And I was, it did make me wonder how much of the tone of original Dexter was because it was in Miami. It was very bright, vibrant and, I don't know. It just it's setting it, it somewhere. Like, yeah, I mean, it's all the city. The city's almost a character in and of itself. So I feel like you, I've heard that before. Yeah, well, that's why I said it like that. I know <laughs> people think it's a profound thing to be like, "Well, city's like it's it's alive. <laughs> it's just walking around and give everybody swamp ass. It's Miami. It's South. It's South Florida. Mosquitoes." Well, beat you up and take your lunch money that's that's what florida's like <laughs> well even though this wasn't as uh, a vibrant and happening city this the the setting did it was its own character it was just kind of more desolate and it made easier it to get away feel. with and then friendly people I think it, the just the fact that everything is snowy and kind of miserable all the time makes you feel a little more claustrophobic and I think that it's probably intentional that you feel that way because the walls are kind of closing in around Dexter towards the end where it becomes very clear to me that he's not going to get away with this, <laughs> especially once we get to the last episode. Like uh, there's a certain event that happens where I'm like, I don't think there's any coming back from this. Um, yeah, I kept thinking, I was like, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to get out of this? And then. It came to me. And then 
maybe like a minute later, we escaped in some fashion. Yeah. So, uh, like we said, and this is all something that gets set up in the first episode. So Harrison shows up. Harrison is Dexter's son from the original one that he sent off with his uh, girlfriend, Argentina. She got cancer and passed away, I guess. And so he's bounced around from uh, through foster care, makes his hitchhikes his way up to New York State to track down Dexter. Dexter pretends like he doesn't know him, but then he's like, hey, I'm Dexter. And, and Harrison's like, yeah, I know, dude. And so they well, also they Dexter kills somebody during this time too. So he's yeah, he does. juggling that. Yeah, he, he is definitely juggling that. And that's the first person he's killed in over 10 years. So he's really starting to, I think he's starting to get sloppy. And I think he's out he's, of practice. He is out of practice. He's very rusty and he may uncharacteristically makes like a lot of uh, mistakes in this season, which is something that he, typically doesn't do uh, and when he does he's he lies he's able to lie his way out of it and, and point people in the wrong direction he really knows how to lie to cops uh, like a manipulator because, like a manip yeah like a manipulative son of a bitch um, <laughs> i thought it was weird how his how harrison hooks up with <laughs> angela's daughter <laughs> that would have been weird if they did wind up getting married um, I'm pretty sure they have like movies on the internet about situations like this. <laughs> yeah, one of them usually gets stuck under a coffee table or like their heads in the dryer or something like that. I, I'm not familiar with what you've seen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um so yeah so dexter has killed uh mr krabs's son uh but probably well probably for the best so kurt caldwell he's he's bouncing around he's trying to uh he's trying to manipulate harrison i was genuinely like clancy brown could be kind of fucking creepy when he wants to be there i was always unsettled when um he was on screen uh the the podcasting girl i liked her too I, I thought that she was in over her head once she starts hanging out with uh kurt caldwell i thought nothing good is going to come of that uh what did you think about the fact that dexter's cover got blown to angela halfway through this season well i was like it's 10 years it's taken some time I thought that she'd be a little more forgiving. Um, and to a point she was, but at the same time, she was also like, well, I'm just going to use you too. It was weird. Like she was like, get away from me. And then she was like, I need your help. Uh, Cause she found a dead body in like some cabin. And it was yeah. like, Her she should have been able from- to be able to do all this stuff. Like, I feel like anybody would have been able to been like, Oh, she was shot. How do you know? Cause there's a bullet hole in her. <laughs> And there's a bullet going in the back. And then, like, I don't know. She wanted him to look at it before anybody else looked at it. Because I guess she thought, he hasn't done this in, like, 10 years. So you're telling me that this guy who's out of practice that you just found out worked for Miami Homicide as a blood uh, splatter analyst would be able to dissect a scene, a crime scene, 
that is happened 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Better than anybody that you have on the force. To me, that's a red flag. That tells me you're not very good at your job. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't sound like anybody is. Um, I see. I, I took it to be more that she was trying to see if he was really Dexter, like this, the same guy. I thought she probably knew, but maybe she just, the emotions of finding her friend, maybe she wanted that or just wanted a second opinion, or maybe she was testing it. But I, I didn't think it was necessarily like she couldn't figure it out because as we see later, she's pretty good at putting stuff together. She's not, she's pretty good at this <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Yeah. It just took her a while. And I think are starting to come undone for Dexter. And I think what basically, if I can put this whole season in a nutshell, it's that kids ruin everything. So just remember that whenever you're making love with somebody, don't let them finish inside of you and don't finish inside of anybody. Pull out and it'll be okay. Because Harrison's kind of like the uh, poster kid for abortions at the end of this. <laughs> so. I liked their relationship. So I think it was in episode four, uh, the kid that was getting bullied. Um, he basically rocks up and was like, yo, I'm ready to kill some of these popular kids at school. And Harrison, um, frames him. Basically he tries to, he winds up attacking him and sending him to the hospital, but he frames it in a way that makes it look like he stopped him from, you know, shooting up the school or whatever. Um, and he's well, he's well liked. Like he is not like Dexter in a lot of ways, even though they eat eggs in the exact same sort of way. Um, he's like, he's popular. He's well liked and it, but he's got anger issues. And I think Dexter is, passenger. yeah, he thinks it's the same thing, but I don't necessarily think it's the same thing problem that Dexter's got (laughs) and um, yeah I think Dexter's just a bad dad (laughs) well it's hard for him to be a dad right because I mean this kid just showed up on his doorstep whenever he's kind of revisiting old um, old uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is just things that he hasn't done in a while that are very crucial um, especially if you're trying to be a free person. So yeah, it's just bad timing, but you know, it was like, it was written that way, you know? Yeah. I think it's mostly that Dexter as a character is just completely emotionally closed off to most people. <laughs> and he is admittedly, like he says, he's like faking it to like blend in or whatever. And I think that that's, that's why he's like when they go to therapy together and he's just like, Oh, tell me about when the Trinity killer murdered your uh, wife. And he's like, it was pretty tough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sitting there crying, thinking about my mom, finding his mom murdered in the bathtub. And Dexter's just like, yep, that was not a good day. Uh, Feel bad for you, kid. (laughs) Fucking. Yeah. Not good. Would not recommend zero. But I mean, he just can't come out and be like, Hey, I'm a killer. And I'm he a serial killer, and this is a consequence of my actions. <laughs> and he couldn't tell 
his son until the timing was right. Um, or he felt comfortable, really, because in this season, instead of his father being his subconscious, it's Deb being his subconscious. Does a really does a really bad job of it. <laughs> what do you mean? Harry was way more of a calming presence than Deb. Deb was just like, you're going to fuck this up. You always fuck everything up, Dexter. And he's like, shut up, Deb. <laughs> yeah, but that's also like his subconscious and like battling between each other. I think, I don't know. He didn't really have anything to worry about when it was his dad because he never had any repercussions. And then Rita died. Yeah, but he still had Deb. Deb was like that tether for him. When she yeah. died, then he was completely lost. Very much so. So I think there's several, there's a couple episodes where it's a little wheel spinny. There's like this tug of war between uh, Dexter and Kurt Caldwell, where they're kind of going there. Harrison's like, I hate my dad and I want to go work at a truck stop. And Dexter is, uh, he, Harrison gets, he takes some uh, drugs at a party and Dexter is on a war path. He starts killing like a few more people, but he's still kind of sloppy about it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the Kurt, Mr. Krabs gets arrested at one point, And then he was like, oh, my dad was actually a serial killer. And he's the one who's been killing all of these, these women that have been disappearing for the last like 30 years uh, in this, this area in New York. And uh, yeah, Angela's just suspicious of everybody at this point. She doesn't quite, quite know what's, what's going on, but it gets uh, hair. Uh, What's his fucking name? Harrison. Kurt. No, yeah, Kurt goes after Harrison because he's like mad at Dexter. And so that was probably one of the, the tenser episodes, but it has one of the funniest moments, which you pointed out <laughs> was watching him run away. <laughs> so Clancy Brown is not a slender man. He's probably every bit of like 250 pounds. Um, they make him seem like a taller fellow. I don't know how tall he is, um, but he seems like maybe he's about six foot, six foot two. He's um, also over 70 years old. And, is he? Uh, yeah, he's pretty old. I, I didn't know how old he was. I know he was in Shawshank Redemption. Um, so he's that, 60, I mean, that movie came out in like the 90s. 63. Oh, okay. So see, not 70, but uh, yeah, so Dexter at one point has to kill like one of his henchmen, um, which is also a very sloppy kill, but he has to do it that way. And it just seems like if he alerted the police or waited out just a little bit longer instead of letting his emotions get the best of him, that maybe the ending wouldn't have been the ending and maybe it would have been a different ending. Um, But uh, I digress. He uh, is going to where Harrison is, where Harrison's hanging out with Kurt Caldwell, and Dexter almost runs over Kurt, but he jumps out of the way. So this 60-some, 250-out-of-shape-pound man jumps out of the way of a vehicle as he's trying to murder uh, Dexter's son, and then just runs into the night. But the thing is, is there's like a football field between where he's at and the next set of trees that where he could find cover and he, he would just have been an easy kill right there, but they yeah. didn't kill him. 
I was particularly frustrated by this scene where I'm like, what are you doing, Dexter? Why, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, it was just very sloppy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Kurt decides to flee, uh, but that's not after he drops in at the chief of police's house on Christmas Day. Um, after he burnt down Dexter's house. Oh, yeah. I forgot right? about that. Or no, I think that was the that's the night. So it's that night after they put on the ugly sweaters and do like the Christmas party or whatever. Then they decide to. All right. We got to go take care of. Uh, we got to go take care of him now. Um fuck <laughs> these last two episodes shit really starts to hit the fan uh and it's just typical dexter fashion where just everything is slowly crumbling in around him and i made me kind of forget how tense and stressful a show this can be to watch sometimes because you're just like oh fucking hell how's he <laughs> how's he gonna get out of this yeah um, and we're so used to seeing him get out of things that we're expecting something um you know, interesting, you know, that'll make sense. You're like, Oh, okay. I can see that. I guess that could work. You know, what did you think of his underground carnival situation? I thought that was really cool. I really like that. Cause we've seen like hints of what he was doing after he was shooting these girls, um, you know, letting them go like they were deer or whatever. And then like shooting after them. Uh, but Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I was not sure what his his end game was there, and so they're literally in these like fucking like fair cabinets and stuff that he's got set up, and it's just like sixty women that he's got. He's boxed under. them up like dolls. Yeah, he's he has bo- exactly that was a good good way of putting it as well. They they're like dolls or whatever. Fuck. <laughs> At one point, he shoots some girl in the face, um, and he's like crying about it and so it's kind of ambiguous whenever you first see it and then i think um he's trying to build like a cover for her face um if you remember that part so they keep alluding to it and he's clearly got him on like some bombing table so yeah he's doing all that in an underground cabin like i don't know he just brings them back and puts them in like this room where he's videotaping them and then just basically holds them hostage and lets them run and then shoots them and then takes them down there and bombs them and puts them in this box. Yeah. Really fucked up stuff. But, um, Dexter and Harrison catch up. And so, and this is after Dexter has been like, Hey, listen, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> do you want to go do some serial killing with me? You know, you bring your, bring your son to serial killer day. Um, yeah. Well, he's also told him the rules too. So yeah, Harrison's learning the code and he's following the code to a T, you know, or Harrison believes in the code following it to a T. So if he sees any deviation. In it, then I think he has the better view of good and evil at that point, maybe even though he cut that kid's leg and snapped that kid's arm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's self-righteous in that respect. They're definitely both have a bit of self-righteous in them. Don't they? Because um, mm-hmm. Dexter, because Harrison was like, oh, so you're almost like Batman or whatever. And Dexter referred to himself as the Dark Defender, which is what they were calling the Bay Harbor Butcher at one point. Some mm-hmm. people that were like, yeah, that guy's actually doing a good thing because he's just killing bad people. 
And um, all the while, Angela is starting to put the pieces together because Angel Batista has made his way back into the show. And she went to some convention looking for help and finds out that's how she figures out that Dexter and Jim Lindsay, who is Dexter's um, alias, is one and the same. Um, that was one thing that we didn't touch on. But uh, yeah, she starts noticing that the people that Dexter's attacked all have this little pin needle in their neck. Oh, yeah. The ketamine that he shoots them with. Yeah. <laughs> which is how he knocks them out. And uh, she starts putting two and two together and she's starting to suspect maybe he's the Bay Bay Harbor butcher. Wait a minute. Speaking of putting two and two together, Angel, Angela, something's not adding up here. I think that this. (laughs) What? This is too much of a coincidence. (laughs) Well, she ends up calling him about the murders. As she encroaches on this idea of Dexter being the Bay Harbor butcher, and she calls um, uh, Angel, and Angel has LaGuardia's file, which was his ex-wife who was killed. Um, And I think he suspects that Dexter was the person that killed her. Um, But he, for all intents and purposes, he thinks Dexter's dead. Angela's like, hey, this picture was taken not too long ago. This is Dexter. And he's like, what? I'll be there tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little bummed that we didn't get to see that. Yeah. Well, Angela straight up tells Dexter in interrogation that she's like, yeah, um, he's on his way. Yeah, and, and so uh, and so we should say this is after they kill Kirk Caldwell, chop him up. Uh, yes, yes. Dump, <laughs> cremate him. <laughs> we thought Harrison's everything like, was good then, right? Yeah, and that was at that was after nine episodes, and so you're like, all right, smooth sailing from here. Definitely going to mm-hmm. be not much is going to happen in the season finale. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they rock up to Angel's house and like, yo you're arrested you're, <laughs> and he's like Fuck. and so For he does, does his best to uh put the blame on other people uh and he does give he does uh tell angela about the all the fucking girls that are dressed up like dolls and stuff in the basement so she's like all right i gotta go check this out right now which is that was one of the things that she had been working on where she was working that case for years and years as well and hadn't been able to figure out who who, who was um, killing these girls. So that was a big thing for her to get that closure. But in all honesty, it was complete diversion to get her out of the station. And Dexter was trying his best to uh, to to get out of there. And so this is the point where he takes um, I can't remember his name. The, the guy that was the cop that was also the wrestling coach. We'll call him coach coach as jake um, goes looking for the name <laughs> still on the uh, wikipedia logan sergeant logan yes and uh logan's been good for like uh um harrison too yeah he's harrison been a, and him have developed like a bond right and that's probably one of the big parts of his downfall um and so he he grabs him from inside the cell and was like give me that key and uh logan doesn't he tries to pull his gun on him and shoot dexter through the uh through the bars and dexter breaks his fucking neck <laughs> which is completely out of character for him and yeah, I would it, say so. 
it's just, I think it just shows that he's getting really desperate. He's really, really like, all right, I got to get out of here. I got to get to Harrison. We're going to get out of town tonight. We cannot stay. Um, Harrison and the daughter have sex one more time. I think <laughs> calls him you know, from, one more bang, bang before you say bye-bye. He calls him from Logan's phone. and was like, Hey, put your pants on. We're skipping town. And Harrison's like, why are you calling me from Logan's phone? He's like, don't worry about it. Logan hit his head as he was unlocking the jail cell. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> like a liar. Yeah. <laughs> so they meet up on the outside of town and Harrison is like, why do you got blood on you? And he has the epiphany. He's like, Oh shit. It's cause he killed Logan. Uh, maybe Dexter isn't a good person, which he's not. But also I think that it's that he's, he's just so desperate at this point to try to salvage it. And he's just frustrated that he was that close and then got derailed. And he's, he's, just really thinks that him and Harrison can make it out of here and have a go of it being this father and son duo. And I just never really saw that. Suggested really they go to LA. Yeah. Which seems like a crazy place to go and hide, but he's like, there's a lot of serial killers in LA. I'm like, that's a comforting thing. To- <laughs> that's well, a comforting I mean, thing know. to think about. Yeah. Uh, but Harrison uh, doesn't like it. So he, uh, I don't like Dext- it. He shoots Dexter and kills him. And Dexter's like, you know what? I probably deserve this. If anyone is going to kill me, uh, it's probably you, Harrison. You're right. I am kind of a piece of shit. My whole life, shoot I've been right on the here. run. Yeah, shoot me right here. Hopefully, you're a better shot than when we we're practicing at home. Gotcha. And then <laughs> Harrison shoots. <laughs> he did pretty well with shooting. Yeah, he missed. Dexter's missed. Yeah, probably why he Dexter didn't use a a gun to kill people because he's a bad shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so, and Angela shows up, and she's like, "I didn't see anything. We were never here. Uh, get out of here, kid." Basically, just here's some money. He's yeah, like, "Can I say goodbye to your daughter?" And she's like, "No." Go have sex with your daughter again. And she was like, "No, you need to leave town right now." <laughs> If you're going to have sex with anybody, it's going to have to be me. You're going to have to make it quick. Oh, <laughs> you have to make it quick because it's cold out here. <laughs> Which is a really strange part in the uh, the show. That was the one where I realized maybe we we're watching the wrong episode. I was like, I don't think I remember. I was like, how is there a parody of this already? <laughs> They're really quick. They're so quick with it. Well, I was watching the wrong season of Dexter this entire time. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so Harrison, uh, leaves and that's it. It basically he's, he's going South and there's a shit ton of police cars going the opposite direction towards town. So what do you think? What do you think about that ending, Ryan? Um, well, I understand that Michael C. Hall um, said that. Yeah, I guess the only way he was going to come back is if they were going to end it. Because I guess it just didn't end a way that a lot of fans were very happy. I think he he understood that, and he was like, "Well, we'll go back and do some service here." But I, you know, looking back on. 
I'm not, if I start thinking outside the box and not thinking about, you know, being the show Dexter and how that character is going to get out. I mean, it was, I should have known better that it was just going to be the end or maybe the torch has passed. I don't know. I think a lot of people want to see it keep going, but I'm cool with it ending here. I mean, we got that extra season that, um, you know, somewhat played by the rules. And when it didn't play by the rules, there was, you know, um, you know, uh, what am I thinking? Um, like when you do something and that you're not supposed to do consequences. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking for. Um, I think that, I don't know. That's probably if you deviate from the code and that's what happens. You get fucked over by your family. Don't have kids because if you try to do anything else, they just get in the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I think by the time he got arrested, I was like, I bet this is not going to be good. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how it was going to end, but I, once he snapped Logan's neck, I was just thinking like, yeah, this is, he's not going to be able to get out of this one. And thinking back on it, there was a lot of like pre-release stuff leading up to this where they're talking about, oh, we're, do, we're doing this because we want to give the show like a proper ending and I think they did. I think that this is the superior ending to the original series. I think this is, is better. And I, I, you never really got the sense that he was going to be able to get away with it. And I think that anything other than this ending with him, things just catching up to him, I think would have been really well, disingenuous. If he, if he survived, wouldn't that be like the same ending as he got before? Basically, I think it was just maybe people were. They it seemed like they just kind of rushed, rushed the original ending, and that's another kind of facet of why I think I think people were dissatisfied with it. But this, they really seemed like, all right, this is exactly how this story is going to go. It's it was. I thought this the pacing of it. I thought was great. I think it was like perfectly paced out and. It lead it led to a logical conclusion. And even though I'd love to see more of Dexter being Dexter, I do think that his character in this was off his game. And I think that that was also kind of come on, audience. Like he's not he's it's never gonna be the same as it was. And it's kind of preparing you like, oh, he's a little bit worse at this. The people around him are a little bit smarter and better at this, and uh, it just never seemed like it was going to have this happy ending that I think that people kind of would like to see for this serial killer. <laughs> yeah i I think that they could go back and do more as like a prequel um, because you know by the time we get to Dexter in the first season, like he's already kind of like well trained and stuff like that, so they could always go back and do that. Um, do or you think we torch? They could. I think it's more likely at this point that if they do more Dexter stuff, it's going to be with Harrison. Uh, but I, I'm not entirely convinced by his character that he would suddenly start making all of the same mistakes of his father because the last episode is titled Sins of the Father. And mm -hmm. I don't, it seems to me if you end on a note like that. The message is that he is hopefully going to learn from his father's mistakes and he is able to control the the anger and stuff that he has within him. And he, he tells Dexter that he's like, ah, you're fucked up because you, you want to 
you have this urge to kill people. I'm fucked up because you fucked me up and I'm angry about it. <laughs> yeah, but that would also make death or, Dexter's death a moot point because if he goes out there and starts killing people, you know, that's, I don't know, it just seems like it doesn't do justice to how that ended. Granted, I know that he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to help good people, but at the same time, like, go be a cop or something, you know? <laughs> go be a blood spatter analyst. Yeah, do something else. Um, so I'm not buying that. If I, that, I don't think that would do well for me. And the show's name, the show's name is Dexter. Yeah, can you imagine a show named Harrison? Yeah, gross. That's not and about like, the life and times of Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I just I think this is where it needs to end, and I'm okay with the ending here. Um, I mean, if anything, this is just like we got something extra um, that we wouldn't have gotten before. I mean, we've God, we went forever without like a new Dexter ending or you know series for like what six seven years. Yeah, I, it was it's, what it's, 2013 was when the original one wrapped up. Yeah, I so think. almost like 10 years. Yeah. So I can live with this being the end. Let it be I, the end. I think I'm happy to put this away too. Um, and he's dead. He's super dead this time. I don't think based that they're going to see. Yeah. Based on what we've seen, he was shot and he bled out on camera. And that's about as convincing of an on-screen death as you can have. Now, if they, they could do something with fucking black magic or something and bring him back again. But I don't see them going in that direction. <laughs> That's cemetery, um, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be, not going to be one of those situations, but uh, I'm happy with the ending. And I think this was a great uh, season overall. It was great to sit down every Sunday night and watch this around Christmas time and um, the setting and everything. I think it just lended itself. It was, it was a good time and I don't think it, uh, I don't think it outstayed its welcome at all. And I was, I was happy with it. I'm satisfied overall. I don't think that it was, it was one of the better seasons of the show um, as well. So do you think it outdid the Trinity killer season? No. That's why I said it's one of the best ones, but probably not the best. <laughs> Which uh, John Lifko makes an appearance in this. Um, Very small cameo. Yeah, one of the fucked up things is like Harrison can remember quite like Dexter um, that you know there was a lot of blood and like crazy person. Yeah. Well, well right. Anything else you wanna you wanna add on Dexter? Or anything else for this week? No, I just think that this was good. I think the killer was. Uh, I thought it was a superior killer. I did enjoy it. Um, I'd say watch it if you haven't seen it. Definitely, if you haven't seen the series, watch the series. But um, if you had any doubts about watching this, because you're like, man, forget about it. I think you should watch it. I mean, even though we've spoiled everything, there's yeah. some things that we didn't touch on. We didn't remember. We don't. Whenever we say we're spoiling everything, we can't remember about half of the stuff that happens. So there's still we're plenty old. that you can dig into. <laughs> I have a little bit of COVID brain, I think. So I'm forgetting things a lot. So yeah, go back, watch it. It's really good. Absolutely. Uh, well, guys, that'll do us for uh, for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. 
Uh, and as we, let me try that one more time. Yeah, exactly. That's all, folks. <laughs> as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Not enough. Until next time, folks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.